learned this week to be humbled once again by the willingness of so many to weigh in with their analysis of the Middle East, assessments of ballistics, scrutiny of military logistics, and predictions of diplomatic consequences, despite their complete lack of expertise in any of the above subjects. Can I get some general muttered agreement? Yeah. We further learned that the inane, uninformed and inflammatory conjecture and fatuous point scoring consuming the social media platforms which may yet be the doom of us all had indeed dragged several of the key protagonists of the current conflict down to its own undignified level as, and this is a thing which actually happened, Iran's embassy in Syria tweeted in Hebrew, which was mighty helpful of them, time is up to which Israel's embassy in the United States responded with a clip of that scene from boring film The Matrix in which Keanu Reeves makes the gesture universally understood as meaning come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Beyond that, however, we mostly learned that what we're going to go ahead and refer to as events was difficult to have much fun with, and so we haven't really tried. We did learn, however, that it was pretty easy to have fun with this. We learned that the monthly charter train which shuttles members of the European Parliament and their attendant flunkies between Brussels and Strasbourg had been the victim of a switching error, <gasps> steady on, which diverted it to the station at Marne-le-Vallée-Chessy, much better known as the terminus which services Disneyland. Who's the leader of the We learned, rather dishearteningly for those engaged in the whimsical news monologue trade, that a good many of the marooned MEPs had themselves been commendably quick on the draw with the gags about a Mickey Mouse parliament, which we learned left us with little option but recourse to the Rococo bait-and-switch device which amusingly foists characteristics often associated with one protagonist of a gag onto the other, to pleasingly satirical effect. In this instance, members of the European Parliament and Disneyland, so... A troop of buffoonish cartoon characters who inhabit a gaudy fairyland constructed to baffle and bewitch the members of the public who pay fortunes for its upkeep was, yes, diverted to Disneyland. <laughs> Righto, settle down. Elsewhere, we learned of a new world record for toppling cereal boxes. Well, indeed. We're not making it up, though. National nonprofit Move for Hunger broke the Guinness World Record for most cereal boxes toppled in a domino fashion. The first box was toppled in aid of whatever it was by someone dressed as Kellogg's mascot Tony the Tiger. All in all, an unusual charity initiative, but clearly Move for Hunger are unafraid to go against the grain. Sticking with the motif of stories even vaguely related to anthropomorphic tigers, we learned that even at the bleakest of times, when sourcing material for a pleasingly comical summary of the week's events is akin to finding an untedious song on an Ed Sheeran record, that Florida, 
the and finally state is always willing to step up when the rest of the world will not. Oh no. We learned that one fourth grade teacher in Miami Springs had paid perhaps insufficient attention to the synopsis of the film to which she treated her students and may not have read far past the part of the title which mentions Winnie the Pooh, the much beloved children's character created circa a century ago, a fact which, as we will presently explain, is crucial to this story by A.A. Milne. We learned that the film she played the kids was not anything like this. Oh, not to worry, Tommy. I always know what to do. A poo bear takes care of his tummy. He fills it with things that are sweet. But was instead this. Which is to say Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, a budget horror flick which audaciously reimagines the roly-poly ursine children's favourite as a serial murderer. We learned, looking into it, that this had been made possible by the expiry last year of Milne's original copyright and the ushering of Winnie the Pooh into the public domain where people may make of him what they will. We learned, therefore, that the world's school teachers should probably already be alert for such titles as Winnie Does Dallas. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.